Welcome to the Choose You Now podcast. I'm your host, Juliana Hever. I'm so excited for you to listen to today's episode. Elisa Donovan is an accomplished actress who single-handedly put the phrase, whatever, on the pop culture map as Amber in the iconic film, Clueless. And now she's written a quote-unquote tell-all book about how her career was on fast track until her show got canceled, her relationship ended, and her father was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Her really inspiring book called Wake Me When You Leave is out now to provide hope and inspiration to anyone struggling with the loss of loved ones, careers, or relationships. Not only is the book being turned into a movie, which will mark Elisa's screenwriting and directorial debut, but it also includes some good-natured Hollywood gossip for good measure. Amber's plastic surgeon may not have wanted her doing any activity where balls fly at her nose, but I'm so happy Elisa is here. Listen and discover how she chooses herself in the most inspirational ways that are anything but whatever. Elisa Donovan, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. So I know you get this question all the time, but I have to ask, how many times a day do people come up to you and say, whatever? (laughs) Well, it depends on what day of the week and whether or not I leave the house. So during the pandemic, a lot less. Oh, that's good. I will say. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I have to say, I felt quite the camaraderie reading your book. Like, I can't believe how much I relate to you. Like, our parents sound so similar. I resonated so much when you, I was reading about their quirks and the way they parented you and especially around like choosing your career as an actress. Cause this uh. was exactly like my parents, you know, my dad insisted on college. And the other thing that, I mean, I, I totally want to hear so much about you, but, um, your mom having this, you quote unquote, an acute attachment to your success and how innocently uh. it could make you feel terrible. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It is certainly not something that she ever would have intended to to uh, put on me, but that's how it felt. <laughs> yes, I totally understand that it's very interesting and it's an interesting dynamic and you all love each other so much and it's like you can't explain it and it's like this miscommunication thing and it's like this acceptance that has to come, but very Yes. So I, I thank you for sharing that, that you had a similar experienced of it. I mean, I know my mom, you know, my mom has read the book and she, (laughs) she said, Oh, there were a lot of things that I learned that I didn't know. And I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what she means by that, but I'm I'm guessing it would, you know, it's, it's partly this. Yeah. I think that that's one of those things that she may not understand. I know my mom will never understand yes. no matter how I put it. So at least you said it and you understand it because then you could have peace around it for yourself. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. So this brand new book, Wake Me When You Leave, it's really great. I, I really am loving Thank every you. minute of it, every word, so well written. And um, Thank you. Yeah. You're trying to inspire those who are learning to let go after a loss so they could live again with authenticity, humor, and hope. Can you share some of these tips from this extraordinary journey you've been through? You know, this is one of these things that if anyone had told me before I went through this period in my life, if anyone had told me before that, you know, your life will actually be more vibrant, it'll be better, you'll appreciate things, you know, generally your life will just be fuller. I would have told them they were crazy. And, but that really is the truth. And 
you know, I, uh, the, the, the biggest, the simplest and biggest advice that I can give is to just be present in your life with what's happening. And that really means embracing the difficulties and the challenges because anybody that goes through challenge knows that the more we try to hide from it or escape it or elude it, the bigger it gets. And, you know, I think that when we just embrace these things, we come to feel closer to humanity and we understand our human experience and, and it can really make life beautiful. So let's go back to middle school or when we were kids, it was junior high. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You had a, um, well, a mean girl experience, right? That a lot of us have and centered around a boy, you think, but you framed it. It was really neat. You framed it as a factor that contributed to your complete commitment to your true artist self. That like, there was this moment that resonated like with me because I, you know, as a previous teenage girl and I have a previous I mean, sorry, I have a daughter that's a teenager right now. And by the way, yeah. Clueless is one of our favorite movies to bond over. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. So, yeah, so we so we've bonded over it. But like, what would you say to yourself at that age about dealing with that stuff? Like, what I love the way you reframed it. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so, you know, while that was happening, you know, I went from feeling like this very well-adjusted, uh, you know, popular, happy kid to all of a sudden feeling like a zero, you know, these, this, this group of people really just alienated. I was alienated by them. And I, you know, I, I had some sense of an understanding at the time that this wasn't about me, that this had to do with their own issues, but I was so young, I couldn't quite articulate that. And I certainly couldn't emotionally metabolize it. But I, you know, as, as I, as I got older, I started to see this is what, what, what people do in life when we are, we feel threatened or we feel insecure or we feel afraid of something. Oftentimes we lash out at other people. We try to make them feel smaller so that we feel bigger. And, you know, all of those things just help me to see, oh, that's, I don't want to be around that feeling. I don't want to be around those people. Like they don't make me feel good. And, you know, it wasn't that simple. It was, I felt very sad and, and, and isolated for a period of time, but it also threw me further into what I really wanted to do, which was be a creative person. And that's, that's what was igniting me. And I didn't, I didn't care that much. It turned out about whether or not people liked me or how popular I was or you know, I, I discovered that that stuff really doesn't matter to me. And I just focused more on being a creative person on acting and writing and painting and the things that really fulfilled me. So then fast forward to college or after college. And, you know, the con- the whole idea behind the show is moments in your life when you choose yourself and usually mm-hmm. against diversity. And you chose to move to LA right after college. You only knew two people but mm-hmm. it paid off immediately because you booked, well, Clueless and a couple of jobs. And um, I'm wondering, did that feel like it was validating that you chose yourself despite the resistance? Oh, most most definitely. You know, I, especially because it was a bit scary. You know, I, I always had the support of my family. I feel very fortunate in that way. 
meaning like they would, you know, financially support me when I needed it. And, um, but really, you know, my dad was very against me doing this at that time. And because he couldn't understand what that looked like, he is, is, was a very traditional man and understood success to be very linear and entertainment is not absolutely not linear. <laughs> and, you know, so it, I was, I felt like I was defying him in some regard and, but I just knew this is what I am meant to do. I know it's what I have to do. There is nothing else I want to do. and that that commitment and that determination really is what guided me and you know i think it's anybody that has a a passion and a real understanding that they're there's there's something they're supposed to be doing that feeling we 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 have to embrace it and acknowledge it and go with it and then you did and then it happened i mean i think that's so cool that it happened so quickly and it wasn't you know like a oh pack your bags and go home kind of a situation yes but you know over the course of any any career or any life any life journey you we there are always ups and downs of it and we have the great successes and those are the things that we can hold on to when things don't quite work out that way, you know, and then we have a reference of, okay, I've, I've done this before. I've had challenge before and I've moved through it and I've gotten to this new place. So we just start to uh, accrue more of those experiences and then we can say, okay, something's going sideways here. Maybe I can trust that if I just keep putting one foot in front of the other, I'll get to the other side of this. Right. Well, good for you. It's that's what we're all about here is is those moments of those forks in the road and and listening to what you your passion is and following through. So it's it's very exciting and it's always reinforcing to hear when that's successful. Yeah, I think that you know we uh, sometimes we we really it's it's hard. It's not necessarily an easy um, thing to do, but in my experience. It, it's easier than the alternative, which is just denying, you know, who who we really are, right? Like that's kind of the, that's actually a much more difficult journey to go on. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, I think that it, it it takes time and it takes patience with with ourselves, and um, you know, it's not always easy. But I I really want to want people to to know that when we when when you really do just commit and stay the course things things do change so another place that i just to re, to reshift a little bit um a place where i also really connected with you reading your book um i started in hollywood myself and as an actress and it was them telling me about i have to lose a few pounds and all that mm-hmm. that set me on my journey to becoming a dietitian and focusing on all of that and like i'm helping now empower people to transform their relationship with their bodies and with food and so i was shocked by the bomb that you dropped in the book that you were severely anorexic when you were shooting clueless and that you actually went to the hospital in the middle of it oh yes Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean I did. Um that was obviously not something that I talked about a lot at the time because I was uh one afraid I would lose my job and two um you know, I didn't want that to be my story. I didn't want that to be my, you know, imprint on 
society was simply that I had an eating disorder. And, you know, in, in some regard that has been a big imprint, but now I, um, I, you know, people often want to blame Hollywood or they want to spin the story and make it seem like, Oh, you know, the studios made me have this eating disorder. And that that's not the case. I, I showed up with it and, um, certainly it was endorsed and it was, you know, people turned a blind eye to the very clear issues that I had. Um, but you know, I, it was very difficult at that time for me, you know, they would say, Oh, you're so thin, but the clothes look great on you. They just like, we can put you in anything. And of course that just endorsed my, my, you know, that I was on the right track. Yeah. It's very mixed signals. Very, very mixed. mixed. Yes. It's all very mixed. Yeah. This conflicted thinking and it's really hard to manage. So how did you manage that? How did you, how did you get through that? Like, where are you now with that? How's your evolution unfolded when it comes to that? Oh my gosh. It's, you know, now I, I feel, uh, I mean, my life is so different. I don't, I don't struggle with that at all. And I think that, you know, sometimes people hear that and they think, well, that's not true. She's, she's, you know, making that up and it really is true. And the reason that I feel that way that I've come to this place is because I did all the work to get here. You know, I didn't just suddenly feel okay about my body and food. (laughs) I had many, many years of therapy and working with nutritionists and psychologists and psychiatrists. And, you know, I, I did the work. I decided at a certain point when we were shooting that film and then I kept working straight after I started doing 90210 and I was in recovery. And in the beginning, I I stayed committed to my recovery because I was afraid that I would lose whatever job I was doing. You know, I was starting to accomplish and, and have the career that I wanted and I was afraid to lose it. But that is not a way to sustain any kind of health and, um, any kind of recovery. So at a certain point, I reached this moment of, oh, I have to choose between what's the most important thing. Is it going to be, I want to keep just focusing on the exteriors, meaning my jobs, my, what, what things look like from the outside, or am I actually going to commit to my own well-being and my own health? And when I did that, when that became my primary purpose was to remain healthy and be in recovery, everything changed. And that took a long time. You know, you kind of waffle back and forth between things and there's a lot of emotional negotiating that goes on. Mm, (laughs) And, you know, I feel like the reason that I I am so vocal and, and public about these things still today is because I, there isn't, I don't see a lot of real recovery in the sense of leading a full and happy and vivacious life. You know, there are a lot of people that recover from eating disorders that are just surviving, but they're not thriving. And I want people to know that you really can thrive. You just have to do the work and and understand what you really want. That's a very empowering 
framework. And there's so much guilt and shame surrounding food and diet and body image Mm -hmm. and eating disorders. And so I'm really glad that you are being a voice out there. I think that's really beautiful. And I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you're doing the work you're, you're doing. And it's great that you come from the place of like what it sounds like, what spurred you on towards that is your own experience of, Hey, something is a little backwards here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I'm trying to rewrite the narrative that yes, the way we talk about it just needs to, everything yes. about the dialogue needs to change. And so yeah, I'm glad you're out yes. there too. That's really great. I, I remember looking at magazine. I'm sure it's the same now. I just don't pay attention to them in the same way. But when I was really at the beginning of my recovery and struggling so much, I would you could go anywhere and just see every magazine cover, every single one. I, I, I would look when I would be in any supermarket and see every single magazine cover says something either about losing weight or looking your best and how you can look younger. And I started to really pay attention to that messaging. And I went, whoa, this is is really systemic. This is a gigantic issue that, you know, we don't even understand we're being fed these things. And, you know, when I started to see that, I, I, I was able to say, okay, this is, you know, I don't need to subscribe to that. I can, I can just turn, turn away from that. And I don't want that to be my story. I don't want that to be my main focus. Good for you. I love it. And you're inspiring other people to have that same, just to know that it's possible, I think is everything. It starts with just that little seed. Yes, because it feels really impossible when you're in the, the, the throes of it. And I know, I think that's true of anything, any great challenges. Um, it just feels so insurmountable and it feels like it will never get better and there's nothing you can do about it. And that's kind of what I mean, circling back to the idea of just acknowledging where you are. That's the only way to move forward of yes. saying this feels impossible. Impossible, and then, insurmountable and isolating, right? Yes. And then somehow acknowledging that you say, oh, Okay. It feels impossible. Maybe it's impossible right in this moment. And then slowly you say, okay, well, maybe I can do this one thing. Okay. If it's impossible, what does it really look like? What is impossible? And then slowly you realize that you're, you're kind of starting to dig your way out. And um, I just am a big, a, a big believer in that, that you have to sit with things sometimes in order to move through them fully. Yes. I love that. And it's like, you're at this point at that bottom where you feel like it's impossible. So maybe you flip it and think, well, I have nothing else to lose then. Yes. Yes. Why not one little thing? So that's a very empowering message too. Yes. Speaking of all of that, I think the whole basis of your book or the start, the framework of your book is around losing your father. And by the way, just just a few weeks ago, I almost lost mine and he has a second chance right now. So I I was bawling and bawling while I was reading your book. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But I'm I'm wondering. No, thank you. I'm so sorry for your loss. And but you write about it so eloquently and I'm just wanted to hear if you could share here just a little bit of what it was like losing your father and how that maybe changed your perspective of your choosing yourself when you're growing up or how you see your choices growing up or what was that, what was it like for you? I mean, 
first of all, I was, uh, this might sound strange, but I was a, a little bit dumbfounded by how much his death affected me. It, it actually threw me that I was so discombobulated. And, and then that made me kind of, you know, with all these things happening at the same time, the, my, my job ending and my relationship ending and my dad passing, it, I just was brought back to ground zero and I had to reevaluate everything and how, and, and I thought, why am I so, um, you know, uh, at sea right now? Why am I? And then I had to look at how much I had just wanted him to approve of my life. You know, I wanted to make him proud. And again, that realizing of, oh, that's really what so much of this is about was really uh, hard to, to stomach at the time, but also it's what helped me start to move forward and, and realize, oh, my life is my life. And he has given me so much, but my life is not here to, to facilitate his, I, I have to make my own choices and I, and I know who I am and I know that he, that he loved me and really respected my mind. Like he, he respected who I was as a person. He just couldn't understand what it was that I did. Like he just, you know, I, I think he really just thought, God, can't she just be a lawyer? Like, can't she just yes. <laughs> go to, you know, just do something that I, that makes sense to me. And so I really felt his frustration, um, in that regard, but I had to, to, to come to terms with, this is my life. And he, I, 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 I can't, whether or not I, I, I please him is sort of irrelevant at a certain point. And then of course I came to this experience of having him come to me in dreams and these very otherworldly sort of experiences that helped me to understand that he is so proud of me. And of course he, he uh, acknowledges everything that I'm doing. And, you know, there was a, an incredible amount of peace and healing in that, in that, um, revelation. It's beautiful. Elisa, thank you so much for your work and for sharing yourself here with us today. I have loved this so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Elisa. I really connected with you at such a real level and I appreciate you being so honest and open Pick up her book. You won't regret it. Again, it's called Wake Me When You Leave, and it's really an incredible read. If you are inspired and enjoy the Choose You Now podcast, please subscribe to the show, rate and review us on iTunes, and send us an email with questions and comments at chooseyounowpodcast at gmail.com. For nutrition services and more information, visit me at plantbaseddietitian.com. I invite you to choose yourself now. And I'm signing off with lots of leafy green love.